coming up. It's all happening at the zoo. That's next. <laughs> From points across, did anybody get that? From points across California, mm-hmm. you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Disney Unplugged Disneyland Edition, episode 696, for the week of August 6th, 2017. The Disney Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I am your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Nancy Johnson. Hey! Mary Jo Mulata Willie. Hello. Michael Bowling. Oh, the animals in the zoo are jumping up and down for you. <laughs> and I'm Tony, dancing. Nice. And Tony Spatel. Hello. <laughs> All right. So it is one of another one of our of Mary Jo's patented. I think it's patented. <laughs> um, day six adventures. We're heading up the highway to the Los Angeles Zoo. Yes, we are. And for those of you who follow along on our day six adventures, uh, you know that I've already reviewed the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Safari Parks, which make up the San Diego Zoo Global. And I'm going to review the Los Angeles Zoo and a recent visit that I did with my son, Nicholas, and his girlfriend, Yasmin. The LA Zoo uh, sits in Griffith Park, which is the largest municipal park in the U.S. on 33 acres, uh, excuse me, on 133 acres. And you can compare that to the San Diego Zoo, which sits at 100 acres, and the San Diego Safari Park at 1,800 acres. So you can kind of compare. It's pretty much uh, the same size as the San Diego Zoo, but quite different um, is what we experienced. The city of LA owns the entire zoo, the land, the animals, and it's responsible for maintaining it. The employees there are all city workers. But did you know that this is not the first L.A. zoo? Um, they had a couple of other zoos, and the original zoo, or the one that this one uh, replaced, it was called the Griffith Park Zoo. It opened in 1912, and it closed in August 1966 because the enclosures were rather small and, and falling in disrepair. And you can actually hike um or let's say it's a moderate, easy walk there among the old enclosures. I've done that in the past. Uh, the trailhead for that area is near where the Griffith Park merry-go-round is. And those of us who are Disney fans all know about that merry-go-round. Um, I've actually, um, they have a lot of trailheads over there, which is really cool. The current zoo opened in its present location in November of 1966. So we've been celebrating the zoo's 50th birthday for the past year. Um, I think that the main features or exhibits that distinguish this particular zoo would be the chimpanzees of Mahale, the gorilla enclosure, the elephants of Asia, the lair for reptiles and amphibians, and the red ape rainforest, the rainforest of the Americas, as well as some of the other enclosures and their botanical gardens that they have throughout the zoo. Um, I've been wanting personally to visit the LA Zoo for a while now, and we decided to go on a very hot day in July, which did matter in our visit. Um, I hadn't been to the LA Zoo since my kids were small a little over 20 years ago. And, oh, and yeah, so, yeah, so that's why I, I've been I was going to say it was a lot. It, there's been a lot of changes over the last several years, which have been yeah. fabulous. Yeah, a lot of improvements. And I know that you've, you go there, Nancy. So hopefully you'll be able to interject with some of your experiences with your girls and, and your own family. Sure. So when we 
we did go. Thank you. So when we did go, we started the day with an early morning hike along the Griffith Park trails because my son likes to walk a lot. So we got there pretty early and we did a two hour hike up the hill uh, and we were able to have some nice views of the San Fernando Valley and, and Los Angeles um, uh, skyscrapers and we couldn't see too far because it's been rather, I'll call it haze. It's been rather hazy in Los Angeles this summer. So we haven't had very good views. Um, if you like walking, I highly recommend following one of the many trails that go throughout the park. Um, we, After we hiked for about two hours, we had breakfast at a local eatery called Victory Cafe. And it was really good. My son, he, you know, if you have a smartphone, you can go and Yelp and find what are the uh, different places that you can go eat. So uh, we went there and we had some, I think I had the huevos rancheros and they had a breakfast burrito. After having uh, nourishing ourselves, we headed off for the zoo. And although I wanted to get there when it first opened, we actually got there around 1030 in the morning. Uh, just so you know, parking is free at the zoo and you can either get tickets ahead of time on online or you can buy them there. We... Hmm, had our tickets but we had to um go through i'm trying to remember why we were in line i think i bought the tickets there so i didn't get them ahead of time um and there was a little line to get there there were a lot of families and you know unlike disneyland people do take their kids in those little wagons those red flyer wagons and they pull them along so we saw a lot of that at the zoo which since there's a lot it's kind of hilly being griffith park is on a it's very hilly over there, so just keep that in mind. When you do take your younger children, you can rent strollers, take your own, take little wagons because they're a little bit uh, they're a little bit more liberal there. Uh, we headed in along with the other guests. First animal that we saw was Reggie. Now Reggie, for those of us here in the Los Angeles area, we heard about him back in 2005 when he was dumped in a local small lake, and people it took them two years to try and find him, I mean, try and catch him. Even Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter, came out and tried to catch him. But by then, Reggie kind of went into a semi-hibernation. So they said they were going to come out the following year. Um, they finally caught him in 2007, and they took yep. him to the L.A. Zoo. So he sits there in the front in a, in a little no, in a decent enclosure, and they have a little story where you could read about him, and he um, where he can greet the visitors as you enter. What What is Reggie? I'm sorry. He, Reggie's a crocodile. Okay, thank you. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, so... so some the reason they wanted to call yeah. Steve Irvin. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's, a he's caught lots of things. Oh, that's true. Yeah. He has. But uh, I'm sorry. I, had, I thought I had yeah. said that from the beginning, and I didn't. But um, yeah, so, so Reggie became a local um, celebrity, and people would go down the park, and so you had they had to, you know... Uh, cordon off the lake make sure nobody got too close because we all know that gators are a little dangerous so anyway so he sits there at the zoo now yeah, from the does he still have his girlfriend i didn't see they actually went there. they actually went and got him a girlfriend for a number of years so named she was with him <laughs> it's not regina <laughs> Gina and regina but it's uh, all that enclosure is really fun because it's really hard to see him sometimes. So, yeah. he, and he's, you know, since he's known for being so, so sneaky and camouflaging, um, you know, it's a lot of people go just to play hunt Reggie. 
I, I have a question about the zoo before you get to the animals. The habitats themselves, are they more the modern style where they're naturalized and the animals appear like they're in natural environments? Or are they still more the old-fashioned, you know, concrete enclosures kind of things? They, they're, it's a mixture of both. Mm-hmm. They've been trying to modernize or they have been modernizing the zoo um, as they've gone along. So some of the enclosures were really nice, like that, which I'll I'll be talking about. Some of them just made me a little sad for the animals. Okay. So yeah, you can I've, definitely see the older ones. They're more right. off to the sides, but they're working to try and build and modernize. Yeah, I think as they get funding, then they do it. And uh, they don't mm-hmm. have the same type of backing that the San Diego Zoo has, for instance. So the San, where the San Diego Zoo and and the Safari Park have these really beautiful enclosures, LA Zoo still, um, they're still getting there. Mm-hmm. And and you can tell the difference. When I read that it was a city zoo and the city workers, I was like, okay, that explains a lot um, there. Uh, from the entrance, we headed to, you know, it's, it's a big circle that you can walk on. And they also have a shuttle for a fee that you can take around the zoo. And typically I like to take the shuttle get my bearings and then go walking. But my son, the walker wouldn't hear he, that wasn't even an option. So we just walked, which was fine. And so uh, we walked along and they have some really pretty enclosures, kind of think of animal kingdom where it's kind of lush and you see the animals on both sides. And we saw this swan and they had a nice sign about um, the, that they monitor the bats that fly. Cause there's a lot of bats that fly in that area free. And so they monitor them. Mm-hmm. And then they have warnings, don't touch them if they're on the ground because they could have, you know, they could be sick or, or what have you, or you could traumatize them if they're not. So um, we saw that and there was, um, I'm trying to see what, what oh, and then, um, so just, just smaller animals along the, the way. And then you come on the Asian elephant exhibit and that's a three and a half acres, Michael. So that kind of lets you know about the elephants. There was a time that it was a smaller enclosure and I think that people were up in arms about it. And so I remember, I think it was what, 2010 Nancy, or was it before then? Oh, it was. Okay. Um, The story, the story is such that we lost an elephant due to pressure sores on his feet because the enclosure was smaller. Um, Then in 2007 they started they started building it when zoe was a baby um and they had to halt around 2000 there was like anyway late to late 2000 um they started having to halt construction because somebody put a uh a a challenge up to the city council that we shouldn't have any elephants at all, that they should entirely be removed when they were halfway done grounding and designing. And, and they've already allotted the millions for this new exhibit. They wanted to take the elephants away and try to convince the city council. We couldn't have elephants anymore. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a big deal here in, in, in LA, but they finally finished it. Yeah, um, and it's beautiful. And, it's yeah, really it's really nice. nice. It has a big water hole. It has a waterfall. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and it has greenery. So the elephants have something to look at rather than just dirt. Yeah. Um, they did have, now these are Asian elephants. So they're the ones with the smaller ears. And 
back in the day, I remember going and they used to have elephant rides. Well, they no longer offer the elephant rides. And it could be because of what Nancy was talking about where the people were. Um, yeah, it's been it's been years since they've had anything like that. Right. Like way, way years. But they also have um, a barn to take care of the elephants. Uh yeah. medically and, and what have you. So they have a really nice pavilion there. Then they have a Thai pavilion that tells you about the elephant culture in Thailand. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, um, then they also have a China section that shows you the the elephants in China plus other animals that mm-hmm. they have in the area. So they just really develop that whole area nicely. Excuse me a second. Yeah. No, it really is a a very nice area. And Mm -hmm. while it was under construction, um, I think Billy was the one, was Billy the one they lost or Billy was the one that they had for a really long time? Um, Anyway, there were always keepers out and working with them. And, you know, when they had the smaller area, providing enrichment and talking to the crowds and things like that. So, I mean, there was a lot of interaction in the older with the older one, but it was definitely a much sadder looking one than, than what it is now. Now it's with all the changes that going on in the last several years. Um, it's definitely becoming so much nicer. Right. So much nicer. And what I like too, is that there's different vantage points to see the elephants too. And some of the other animals, which we'll talk about. Yeah. Um, now I really like animal shows. And I wanted to watch the world. I wanted to go visit the World of Birds Theater, which was kind of, you know, first we visited the elephants and then on the way to the World of Birds Theater. So we um, went there um, to the arena. It's a small stage with um, riser, riser type seating all around. We sat on the topmost row. And um, what I liked about it is they had some big trees. So. If you wanted to, you could sit in the shade instead of having to sit in the sun, but there's no other cover there if you don't get the shady areas. So if you want to sit in the shade, get there early. Um, And as much as I love these shows, this particular one left me a little confused. They showed us some cockatoos, some macaws, some other beautiful birds, um, those big tall ones with the crest on them, like feathery crest on them. And they demonstrated how they trained the birds to fly, how they got them to go to a certain point. But then that was it. And then they showed us how they had a beautiful cockatoo and they showed it that when they gave it a dollar bill that it would put in this big plexiglass box with money. Then they showed some birds flying when they called them over. And the show la- the show itself lasted 15 minutes tops. And then they announced that we could go up to the big macaw. They brought up a big macaw with that plexiglass box I just mentioned. And they said we could go and give them money to put in the so the macaw could put money in the box for conservation. And I just kind of sat there and I was like, wait, is the show over? Because they didn't really announce anything. And uh, my son Nick commented that we waited longer than the show actually, um, than the show <laughs> itself. And they, yeah. instead of having speakers up above, they have amplifiers down below. So we really couldn't hear the trainer talk to us about the birds. Mm. She was talked in a normal voice it was hard to hear her and it, it was just i was i've been to the not that i want to compare too much san diego zoo versus la zoo but the show just seemed much more professional that people were more in the game 
in the San Diego Zoo than what I noticed at the L.A. Zoo. And I couldn't understand why um, it was like that. I remember that show being there being more to it than that. And they do have a lot of other uh, animal interactions that I'll tell you um, at the end of this presentation. Um, after the very brief bird show, we continue to meander throughout the zoo, noticing that they have botanical gardens throughout. They have the Australian, they have the desert and the other ones, but we didn't really want to go explore them because it was hilly, like I said, and it was in the 90s and humid for us. So it was really kind of hot and we didn't want to walk more than we had to. Um, and then speaking of hot, we noticed a recurring theme. Um, do you guys remember that movie, Jurassic Park, where Ian Malcolm says, ah, now eventually you do plan to have dinosaurs on your uh, dinosaur tour, right? That's kind of how we felt. All the animals were sleeping or hiding from the sun. So we saw a lot of empty enclosures. They were there somewhere, but I would say probably 75% of the animals were hiding. That's what it seemed like. So we just kept saying there are animals in the zoo, aren't there? So that affected our visit a little bit because of it being so hot and that the animals were were resting. Um, we did see, having said that, we did see some really cool exhibits. One of them was the Campo Gorilla Reserve that opened in 2007. Now yeah. there they have um, one and a half acres for the gorillas to to go on. And this enclosure had a lot of had various vantage points to watch them. The disappointing one for me, though, was, you know how a lot of these enclosures have the big plexiglass window uh, so that you can go right up to them? Well, this one was pretty scratched and dirty. So it was just, it was, you couldn't take a picture of them because of the dirt on the glass. And it was just scratchy. So that, to me, I don't understand why it would be like that. Um, again, I don't know if it's lack of funding or what have you, but to me, that affects my enjoyment of the exhibits. However, when you go past that one particular that particular area, and you're, there's a lot of other vantage points where you can see them interacting, and there's a moat that separates them from you. So that part was nice, and they did have a, a nice area to um, to walk on. One thing I did notice is they had these all across around the enclosure. They had wires sticking down like what to keep the gorillas from climbing out and come to find out that a few years ago they had like this one gorilla kept escaping and it wasn't in this particular enclosure. They had put the gorillas in a bear enclosure. And so one of them would like get on the back of another one and climb out. And so that happened like a, a two or three times. So now I think they just want to make sure that this doesn't happen again. But to me, it's a little distracting to see a, these wires stick down from the sides. I don't know, Nancy, did you, did you notice that when you go see that? No, I've never noticed that. So that oh. must be something relatively new. Oh, it could be. I mean, because I we've mean, never, we've never seen any of that. And you know, the, the damage done to that glass is probably relatively new too. Okay. So it's, it it, they just haven't cleaned it or something. Maybe we went, I don't know. But, um, you know, it's it's hard to say um, if it looks like scratches, you know, you have to look inside or outside. You know, the, one of the one of the biggest things is 
let's face it, you know, you mentioned that San Diego Zoo is is an expensive ticket, and the LA Zoo is not. Right. And they have a <laughs> they have a very inexpensive family membership program. So a lot of people come into that zoo um, over and over again on on you know visits um, on memberships. So you know, unfortunately, some people don't respect property as much in public situations yeah, like that. Yeah, and I, I think right. And and you know, they may have done everything they can to repair the glass without taking it out outright. Yeah, because it's huge. Yeah. I mean, and they're extremely thick, too. Maybe they should put a, a spider over it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, regardless, though, I have always enjoyed the whole Campo Reserve. Um, I remember when they put it in, you know, they do the same thing Disney does where they put footprints in the concrete and they lead you through the path. The informational the path around there is beautiful. And they talk about, and they're beautifully landscaped. Um, you know, Mary Jo, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's changed about that. We haven't been in about a year, which is sad to say, but it's, you know, it was definitely a place when the girls were a lot younger. We went all the time. It could also be, like I said, it was 90 degrees and humid and hot, you know, so. Yeah. Well, it, it, you that, left out. That could also have affected the visit and the perception that that I had. Well, and when you started out with our whole discussion, one thing you left out um, that's very, I think, very critical to understanding the LA Zoo. The LA Zoo is up. Everything you enter the LA Zoo at the base of a small mountain slope. You know, it's a, it's in the foothill. And right. so it's not like the San Diego Zoo where you have valleys and crevices and you have escalators that take you down and up. You are walking at a constant angle upward when you enter the zoo. And you keep going upward for several of the exhibits all the way up through to the, the roundabout at the very back. Um, so if you have difficulty walking, tram tickets are going to be your best friend because they give you um, get on, get off privileges on the zoo tram. And, and they're well the marked. tram will take you up the hill. Now, the only thing is, is the tram drops you off to the side. So you still have to walk laterally over to whatever exhibit um, section you're going to. But it's it's worth it if you have a hard time walking up. The good thing, at the end of the day, you're walking down. Yes. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Right, and they next? do have a lot of rest areas, too. They have little yes. you know, places to eat and picnic tables and benches. So it's... Um, it's Something not to be weirded out by is the quantity of families that bring draggable coolers in with them to the zoo. So that's something to, you know, don't get weirded out by all the families that bring their own lunches and, and will take up some of those tables having their own picnic lunches all right, at the you, restaurants. Where, where'd you head next, Marjo? Okay, so just a side note, near this area is a plaque dedicated to Betty White, who is the ambassador to the animals of the city of Los Angeles. So it was presented to her in 2006. So that was nice to see that because anybody um, 
who follows Betty White knows just what an advocate she is for animals. She's um, also head of the membership committee, too. Which I believe. Continuing with apes, there's a red ape rainforest that resembles a Southeast Asian jungle. That one's been around for about 15 years, and it's really cool that there's a, a mesh enclosure which has openings, and you walk through it, and you just see these apes um, around you. So that one was was really enjoyable to go through, and they have a pagoda, and the you see the different types of, of monkeys. Um, we continue to the Australian section, um, where I have to trust the signs that there's koalas there somewhere. We did see the Tasmanian devils and the kangaroos, and... Um, enjoyed that section we went along in the back where you saw the african animals you know you go to the zoo so often and, you, and every time you go you can't memorize all the animals so it's always enjoyable to see how many different species that they have been able to to have in these enclosures and like i told michael earlier and that nancy's kind of expounded on they have some really nice enclosures to exhibit these animals so it's not like they're in a cage um, they do have mm -hmm. room to to walk around, and so we enjoyed that. Um, they have a, a nice enclosure, which I enjoyed, called uh, the Lair. And mm -hmm. the Lair is an indoor-outdoor exhibit with reptiles, fish, and amphibians. Um, also, it's really, you know, they have these, the plaques that, that tell you about the animals. It's more than the name and where they're located. It tells you a little bit more about these animals. Um, the outdoor exhibits have some local animals on one side and the more exotic species on the other. Um, the gators were really interesting. They had they had probably like five different types of of gators in there, and they were kind of cool to look at. Um, Nancy had said earlier that sometimes people don't respect the the premises, and so there was one one um, pool where they had these gators that actually looked like logs. And people had been throwing pennies on them. So they have a sign there, please do not throw coins on the gators. So I guess it's been going on for a while. And some people, <sighs> that, yeah. So um, that, you know, you just get really frustrated when you see stuff like that. And I, I, yeah. I was like, just somebody try to do that while I'm standing here. It's not going to happen. But um, they, the enclosures that they had for those, and some of them were, I mean, they're not, really young they were one of them was 11 years old and so it was just they're they're mature animals they're really good they did have keepers there to discuss and explain about any if you had any questions which i really like and inside the building they had a, a bunch and this is where you're going to find all the snakes and these you know bird eating spiders and animals like that and they have um this glass area with this room behind it where they take care of the animals and you can watch them so there's, they do try to yeah. educate every people, you know, when they're actually doing things with the animals. So I thought that was, that was a really nice section that they had there at the zoo. Yeah. Um, they also have a rainforest of the Americas for the North, uh, Central and South America with all of these animals, including, um, you know, the giant river otters, some tapers, jaguars, uh, they have piranhas. And some other animals that were really interesting. Um, the zoo is home to many animals that I even haven't, that I'm not even going to try to name, including they have an aviary. And if you've heard me before, you know how much I enjoy going through aviaries. Um, another cool thing, like the San Diego Zoo Global, 
the LA Zoo partner participates in saving the California condor. Yep. At one time, there were only 22 left in the world. And through their efforts, there's almost 450. And they continue to do things. Um, they, they have this program where they're, they save them, they raise them, and then they, they uh, send some into the wild while keeping others in captivity to make sure that the species is, doesn't go extinct. So they've been pretty successful with that. Did you go into the condor playroom? No, I didn't have any. Okay, they have a. Um, they have. It used to be up near the front, and it may still be there, may not. Um, it probably is. They have a hands-on exhibit area where you can, um, where kids can, um, like, put on little condor accessories and be a condor and fly around like a condor. And then they have another section which talks about how the trash that people throw, um, throw out into the environment affects the condor. And so um, they have like a little, they have the kids put on like lab coats and, and get out um, things and sew up the body of a condor and, and just all this stuff on the walls and all these different fun things. And then of course, my favorite thing is along the walking path below the, um, okay. There's a walking path. And then to get to the major areas, you have to go up on top of the hill and on the walking path below those, um, those, um, cages and, and, the flight area um, is a giant billboard poster, you know, whatever um, that has a California condor with its wingspan out. So you can actually, you know, there's all kinds of different things, um, you know, about the condors and how they're raising the condors. And then there's of course the condor wingspan. So it encourages you to stand in front of the body of the condor and stick your arms out to see how Just long how big they are. Yeah, to how big they are as opposed to everyone else. It is also an extremely popular place to take a picture of your child um, as they grow. Because we have pictures of the kids. Every time we go to the zoo, we take a picture of them. We would hold them up and they'd stick their arms out. And now they can kind of do it themselves to That's see cool. how they are in relation to the condor. So it's, you know how I am about pictures of your kids in the same spot each time yeah you know we do that at disneyland with the door that's a very popular place for families to um take pictures of their kids yeah it's it like you said earlier it's a pop popular place for families to, to go and they go quite often especially the ones who um get the mem memberships mm -hmm. um besides the the areas that nancy talked about they also have a play park that they've they've um fixed up really nice for the younger kids to play on. And they have a petting zoo near the front of near the entrance to the zoo itself. They also have activities going on throughout. Well, actually they're like almost all when the park, when the zoo opens. So you have to plan what you want to do. Do you want to, to um, what, whatever animal you're interested in hearing the, the park um, keepers talk about, I would say head to that part of the zoo first so that you can hear them because they happen between 10 and noon. And then yeah. after that, you know, they, you don't have, you know, and so some of the things that they, well, let me go on here. The zoo is open daily from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. except Christmas. 
The admission is $20 for adults, 17 for seniors, and 15 for children, ages 2 to 12. So like Nancy said, this is a lot less expensive than the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Safari Park. And on the other hand, it kind of shows that this is a city city zoo, um, which is different. So if you want to go world famous, you're going to go to the San Diego Zoo. But if you're in the L.A. area and you want to do something, you can go to the to the L.A. Zoo. And as Nancy said, there's a shuttle that goes around uh, for a price. It's on and off. So um, you can go on it and it it takes you, you know, especially if you have people with some mobility issues, you're going to want to take the shuttle up to the top and then meander down through those walkways. They also okay. have um, wheelchairs. I'm not sure if they have ECVs, but I think they do for a price if you want to rent those. Yes. They do. They have they have ECVs and they do have wheelchairs, um, and what's very con- and they also have strollers, single and double, um, and it's very convenient. There's a Bank of America ATM. Just when you come in, you're coming in on a low level. You either walk upstairs or a ramp to get to the next portion, which is where Reggie is, and then you've got the the stroller rental you know wheelchair rental etc um and then you also have um a couple shops right there and there's a bank of america atm right smack in the middle so you can go and if you need cash for anything it's all right there it's very convenient and and then the children's zoo is on that first level um on that particular level and then you go up and back for the next group of things where you find the the animals, the pavilions, and like I said, there's uh, and the car- the endangered species carousel, which is relatively new. Um, yeah, that one runs three dollars um, for a ride on that carousel. Love that carousel, and that's yeah. a really popular thing. A lot of local zoos seem to be getting these days is um, the carousels that not only. Um, encourage education but they encourage well not only are fun but they encourage education that was my point um, right. and they actually have the names of the species over the um, over each of the animals like on the outside so that you know what it is you're riding which is kind of fun yeah and one of the things I like about that I like about the zoo is you know they, they do um, you do see the signage you know if you want to uh, contribute to help conservation, but they don't shove it down your face. So, so down your throat. So you can actually, if you just want to go there and enjoy the exhibits, go, you can go ahead and do so. If you want to be educated in how you can help conservation, they have all these opportunities to do that too, which is really nice. Yeah. There's also um, a family package for two adults, two children that goes for $76 and it includes tickets, uh, to the zoo for all four plus two child tickets for the carousel. Um, Some of the other encounters that they have. Oh, I didn't tell you the zoo is open weekdays from 11 to 4:30, and on weekends from 10, 15 to 4:30. That's the carousel. The zoo is open from 10 to five daily. Um, Some of the other encounters they have is they have, um, the various animal encounters. They have giraffe feedings twice a day for a price. They have a hippo encounter, and that's the only one that I really saw that was anything like the backstage uh, 
encounters that they have at the San Diego zoos, they have a hippo encounter for $20 where they will tell you about the hippos, how they take care of them. And you get a close, uh, more close up view of them. They have safari days for children that run $75. They have a wild wonder family slumber. So you could spend the night at the zoo and that's $85, whether you're an adult or child, they have summer zoo camps and they have things, um, I, I, this is more for, for tourists. So, but they have camps where you could send your child once a week. Um, they're at the zoo. They have troop treks that go from October through June. Those tickets go on sale two months prior. The adults are $31 and children two to 12 or $26. Of course, members get a discount. And then they also have evening events with music and walk among the, mm-hmm. uh, with music during the summer and during the holidays, they, they have lights and you do a walk among the lights in the evening during the holidays, which mm-hmm. is really beautiful. So I really recommend when you come out to, to the L.A. area, if you like to do something different, then look and see what events they're having at the zoo. To, oh, my gosh. To- Easter, they have the hop and they they have pens of bunnies and, and you can pet bunnies and it's really fun. I remember um, doing that with and, my kids at Easter. And then other, you know, you can get your photo with the Easter bunny and do a bunch of other stuff like that. Um, at Halloween, they have boo to the zoo. And so they have all kinds of fun stuff all over the zoo related to Halloween. Um, it pretty much every holiday, there's something, there's always like activities. My kids used to color all kinds of things. Um, at, um, and during the winter holidays, they bring in reindeer. And so um, just, it, it's so much fun. I They just have so many really cool activities. They, they'll do environmental days. Um, they have docents that are around uh, occasionally with little handling stations where they let you pet and learn more one-on-one about um, with some of the smaller, you know, handle handleable animals. Um, there's a fun cave section um, at, at the children's zoo area where they have um, smaller pits on the outside where you can walk. You can walk in through the caves and then see the smaller um, animals that are, like you know, in that environment. And the, yeah. yeah. Oh, and then... Um, Oh gosh, you didn't even talk about the amazing chimpanzee exhibit. The amazing went went right over that. Yes, the amazing chimpanzee exhibit um, (laughs) is. I know my dog is so excited about the chimpanzees. It it was actually funded mostly by Betty White, and um, those are her. You know her pet. That was her one pet project. And what's really neat is you can, because our the way our zoo is arranged and it's on multiple levels, you can actually walk up and around to the night quarters and see, like, their night quarter playground and stuff. So they're, you know, they can let them out onto exhibit, but then you get to see their enrichment area backstage and just all the levels of stuff they go through to get in and out of the exhibit and that they have. And, and that's really pretty fascinating. Um, the koalas are adorable. The insects occasionally they, did they have the spiders open? They have a, they have one building down, um, nearby the lair or maybe it's actually what the lair replaced. I, my memory is kind of going. Yeah. Because Um, this was a big building and there's spiders in there, but there wasn't a, um, 
the lair is amazing. I remember when yeah. it opened and there was a long line to get into it when it opened. Um, but they have koalas, the snow leopard, um, the snow leopard area is amazing. I know a bunch of people have been passing around a YouTube video with a mama orangutan, baby orangutan, and the baby keeps wanting to run away from her and she keeps grabbing it and dragging it along. That That's was a actually, really good exhibit. That is actually our LA Zoo orangutan exhibit. So if you've seen that being passed around on your Facebook, that's that's part of ours. And I mean, that whole area is really fun. They've got some um, they've got some great educational materials in pavilions. This is behind the gorilla exhibit area. So if you take if when you get to the corner of the, the Campo Reserve, um, there's a path off to the right. And you take that and you get into the um, the primate, the, the quote-unquote orangutans and lesser primates. Um, and that'll take you around. And there's, is the empty, the one by the tigers, the empty um, golden monkey pagoda, is that still empty? I yeah. think it probably is. I, it might be. The, the, the thing is, because it was so hot, there were a lot of animals were not out. Yeah. You know, and, and they have to protect the animals, too. So they're yep. going to offer them, you know, the, the uh, a place for them to, to be protected from the yep. heat of the sun. So they all they all do. And our tiger pit is really a really a nice enrichment pit um, compared to some zoos where they don't have the tigers in that nice facility but we have tigers down there we have bears we have um the, yeah, the mountain like those to be a little great. bit bigger the mountain goats have a great exhibit with a big hill they do <laughs> that they can actually go up and and climb up on which is kind of neat and, and that's right next to the hippos i think they did a good a good job on I would say almost all of the exhibits. They they did a really good. They use their space wisely. Yes. Um, for them, and I like that they made the exhibits interesting for the animals too, not just the people. Yeah. So, but my personal thoughts. Um, our visit re just reinforced my own thoughts that the best, and probably for me, the only real time to visit the local zoos are during the cooler months. And if you go to be sure to be there when they open, because that's when the animals are going to be more, more active. Mm -hmm. And since if it's only open um, until 5 p.m., if it's a really hot day, you're going to miss a lot of animals unless you do the evening, uh, the, the, the overnight one. Or if you go to the night events, which are a lot of fun, they play music and, and you can oh, see yeah. the animals active during that time. Oh, one of the things she didn't mention anything about is food. And there are a lot of eateries throughout. Mm -hmm. Can I just stop and say that our zoo food is actually pretty darn good. I think so. Um, we it, didn't, it we didn't really, eat at the zoo because we had had breakfast. But. Yeah. The, they have, you know, kids meals in, in fun buckets. You can also buy peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and stuff like that. That, you know, is, is good basic kid items. Um, they also have, my husband's favorite are the craft sandwiches that they make. And I mean, they, they have these wonderful like muffalettas and Subway sandwiches and they, they um, cut you off a hunk of it, basically. 
and really good. They always have um, some kind of fresh fruit and, and things like that. So all in all, our zoo food is actually pretty darn decent. And there's something different in every area. So you kind of have to um, look at your zoo map and figure out what you want based on where on where it's served because if you're hungry at a certain time and you want a certain food you need to put yourself it's not like you can just go across to the other side of the zoo easily to get the kind of food you want so you kind of need to make a plan that's what and but they have in each of the quadrants they have a restaurant some of them aren't as seasonally open um, you know, like if you're in the middle of the week in the winter, you're not going to find, say, the one um, in the South American area open, but because that's one of the first ones they closed down. But um, otherwise, there's one just past the shops and the wheelchair rental I talked about when when you come in. There's one there. There's one all the way up at the giraffes and the chimpanzees. There's one over by the gorillas and zebras. So, so really quickly, they have at the front of the zoo, they have the the gourmet salads and, and burgers and sandwiches. That's Reggie's Bistro. The zoo grill is in the same area near the children's zoo. And they have the sandwiches and chicken tenders and healthy kids meals. They have a churro factory sweet treats. They have Cafe Pico, which has Mexican favorites like sopes, burritos, and those kind of foods. They have the Mahale Cafe, which has fresh and toss pizza la casita which is um kind of near the top where they have different crossroads um that has uh snacks also popcorn cotton candy cookies etc and they have the gorilla grill which is philly sandwiches the jody maroni sausage onion rings those kind of foods and then at the entrance of the zoo, they have shopping. They have the International Marketplace, which has a lot of pretty cool items to get, and the safari yeah, station. So, Did you talk yet about the cost to get in the zoo? Or to yes, it's $20 okay. per person. Um, and they consider uh, and $15 for children starting at age two. Okay. So, uh, Do they have a reciprocal program with other zoos? So if somebody has some membership to their local zoo... That's a good question. I think they do. Yep, they have a that, and there's a list where you can see what zoos they um they share with. I, I yeah, I just looked up. Uh, so for like, so they don't have the Fresno Zoo. Tom. Really? Okay. Well, no, I I looked at Fresno Zoo, and it says you can get half price if if you're it, like maybe some of the smaller zoos, you get half price admission to to LA Zoo. Oh, very cool. Yeah. They they show unless oh, the Fresno Chaffee Zoo. Yep. 50% off. Mm-hmm. They they also um have a relationship with the Aquarium of the Bay in San Francisco, the Big mm-hmm. Bear Alpine Zoo, um which I've been to, which is kind of cool. Um the San Francisco Zoo, Oakland, Sequoia Park Zoo. And there's throughout the United States. There's, so you just go on. Just go on. Thank you for bringing that up. Just go online and look at the different um, membership zoos. Did I tell you about uh, not not to not to totally sidetrack this and make this even longer than uh, should be? But um, long time ago, probably eight years ago, maybe. Um, 
we had a membership to our local zoo, and my wife and her sister and um, West and Chrissy's nephew wanted to take a summer trip. So they flew out to Buffalo, where my brother lives, spent a couple days there, and then drove from there to St. Louis, stopping at zoos along the way that they could, oh, use, fun. They could use the the reciprocal memberships with. Um, what a and, neat idea. And then back again. So they went to, you know, Cleveland, Columbus, Cincinnati, you know, Pittsburgh, all these different zoos along the way yep. that they could get free or, or half price admission to. So, and, of course, and ending with the best zoo in the country, yeah, the St. Louis, Louis Zoo. Which is free. So, free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but then they drove back, so they didn't really end. That was like the, the halfway point, but anyway. So z- local zoos are, local zoos are awesome. So 20 bucks is a bargain for the zoo, right? Yeah. 20 bucks is a real bargain. And, you know, if you when you go there, there's so many things to do there in Griffith Park. Right. And when you go to the zoo, especially in the summertime, our days are longer. But Travel Town, where they have the train museum, is just down the road to go there on the third Sunday of every every month. Walt's Barn is open if you mm-hmm. if you time your visit at that time, or you can go to the carousel um, in Griffith Park, or you can take a walk on one of the many trails and they have the Gene Autry Museum right across the street from the zoo. So there's a lot to do right there in that, in that whole section or let your kids, let them go free in the zoo and and explore the animals and, and teach them something about um, the wonderful world that we have and all of the critters that share it with us. Um, One quick, one quick point. If you let your kids guide you through the zoo if they see in the very top right-hand corner of the zoo, there is a huge children's play area. This is kind of back to the right of the chimpanzees and the primates. Um, and How appropriate, right? Um, and it is, you will suck a good hour or more out of that playground. So just keep that in mind um, if you let your kids dictate. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Once you might want to wear them up be lost. or if you need them to get their little yayas out, yeah, um, you know, as my girlfriend calls them, yayas, the yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, okay, <laughs> cool. Nobody have better have no. recorded that for. <laughs> but it's a nice option. A lot of people like to split that, up yeah. their time that's, between that's my Disneyland new, and the that's, area. That's my new text message mo- notification. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We all have had children or known children like that. So, all right. So, compared to San Diego Zoo, really not. You can't. It's apples and oranges, right? Well, it's it's the the full shebang at the at the San Diego Zoo. Yeah. Okay. But for a city zoo, it's pretty decent. Okay, and if you're heading that way or you're in that area, yeah, yeah. And also, it's a lot. You know, San Diego Zoo. You're talking about a two hour mm-hmm. two hour drive. And Whereas the LA zoos, it's not, you know, and yeah, there's just so much to do in the LA area. And if you want to, that's just one of the options there. Very cool. All right. Thank you, Mary Jo. Thank you, Nancy. That is going to do it for the segment of the Disunplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disunplugged podcasts this week. And of course, we will be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.